Hello and welcome to Unplay Tested, the podcast about RPGs that have never been played before. Because they never existed before. I'm Ash Cheshire and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Lara. I use she, her pronouns. And we're going to make a game based on a ludicrous suggestion chosen at random. Uh, one thing, though, who the hell are you? <laughs> That's right. Where's Alex? Oh, my it's God. It's going to take over. I'm no. here now. <laughs> yep, that's right. We have we have a different co-host. Um, I have I have graciously and generously offered to step in. Uh, actually, I've I've been uh, I am grateful and uh, to have been asked to step in um, because Alex couldn't be with us this week. And I only know two people. Uh, <laughs> so here we are. So here uh, we and are. Ash, of course, is a, a returning kind of a, a champion of Unplaytested. You may uh, remember them from uh, What? There is a friendship <laughs> yeah. hole at the center of everything. <laughs> and is... I, uh, I also got to come and play on the, uh, the pirate karaoke kaiju game. So, uh, yeah, you're a, a returning champion, and I, for one, am tremendously excited um thank you i'm very happy to be back uh what i'm gonna need you to do uh mm. just to get us started on our on our regular mission here is to go and grab the 98 sided die that oh yes uh, yes Alec, that, that was that, mysteriously that you took left on Alex's my front doorstep course mm -hmm. what <laughs> oh that's right that's right i forgot i'm sorry <laughs> Anyway, um, I have it now, and it's only it only has a little bit of of gore on it. So let me just clean that off real quick. Okay, all right, here we go. So dice um, rolling. The weird, weird thing about this die this die is I can't see what I got. Um, what did I get on my die roll? Uh, you got one second as I uh, load up my webcam that lets me see your die wherever it is in the world. <laughs> Uh, you have got, okay, huh, okay, interesting. Uh, what, what you appear to have rolled is number 14, uh, this Ooh. is an old one, this is from, uh, yeah. me, I believe, uh, which is a game you play one hour a week for the rest of your life. <laughs> I think we've been playing this game. Yeah, that's maybe unplaytested the game. <laughs> Okay. It may be worth a re-roll on that one. Shall we re-roll? Why you know what? We're we're breaking all the rules of unplay tested right. already today. So um, Okay, hold on. Let me recover it from the tear in space-time that it rendered when it landed. Okay, I've got it. Got it. All right. And Okay. Uh another low one. But I'm rolling low. You're rolling low, but I'm happy with this one. This is uh Number three, um, which is simply the phrase, all PCs are Eclipse phase style forks of the same individual. Great. Sounds, yep, okay. Um, eclipse phase style. Yes, Tell me a little I bit haven't... about that. Explain it as though I didn't understand the reference. Oh, gosh. Hypothetically uh, speaking. As someone who also doesn't really know what eclipse phase is um i'm just gonna type eclipse what happens phase if we put that 
Uh, science fiction horror role playing game with transhumanist themes. Uh huh. Originally published by Catalyst Game Labs. Okay, it's now from Posthuman Studios. Okay, so in Eclipse Phase, mm-hmm. uh, your essential your mind can be uh, forked, and this is kind uh-huh. of like you know uh, uh, um, on GitHub basically, where you. Create an exact copy of the original ego um, and do, you know, whatever you want with it, I guess. Just make another you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a couple of things are coming to mind, right? Like, um, uh, one of the first things I thought of was sort of the, you know, the multiverse theory where every time you make a decision, all of the other possible decisions fork off into multiverses where the you that did the other thing goes, you know, kind of, you know, multiverse style, but like, but it's only happening to you. Um, It could be kind of interesting. Like anytime, anytime your, your, your character has to make a significant decision, you actually have to come up with like maybe two decisions and, that would be hard to keep track of after a while. That, I mean, this seems like... <laughs> <You know>. hmm. <laughs> like That strikes me as it would be kind of an interesting solo journaling style game, right? Yes. Where every time you reach a decision point, you then have to go and do it twice in different directions. Right. And then eventually you just do nothing except play this game for the rest of your life. Right. Uh, multiplayer that's that's going to be complicated for sure um the other the other thought was uh i believe the the original wording said all of the characters are a fork of one of the same individual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so so that's fun maybe the fork the forking has already happened this is post forking mm-hmm. um and so everyone is playing a a version of this original character um who made some different decision and they've all been like kind of brought together now okay oh my goodness sorry i've i have remembered a thing from deep in the recesses of my memory uh which is it was it was a game that i i somewhere i have this like outlined uh and i had kind of wanted to make it a fate world um before fate worlds kind of stopped being a thing (laughs) right uh called You're Going to Die in Space. Uh-huh. Uh, in which the central conceit is that space, space exploration, is so overwhelmingly, embarrassingly dangerous uh, that we don't send humans to do it because they would die. So instead we just shoot out, essentially, cloning factories. Mm-hmm. They crash onto a planet and spit out, you know, three to five clones of one individual and tell them to go do stuff. Nice, nice. Um, I also had my memory jogged of a uh, a back burner idea that I've sat on for ages and never done anything with that I'm willing to offer up onto the play test, the unplay tested uh, laboratory table. Um, do you remember the game concept I had called Gale Force? Yes, everyone is Gale. Right, where Gale, just a mild-mannered, uh, you know, run-of-the-mill lady, um, suddenly is encountering alternate universe versions of herself that uh, each have some bizarre kind of, like, superpower. Um, okay. And so 
uh, I think the catchphrase or like the, the slogan I had come up with for it was she used to be so quiet. Now she's a one woman riot. Oh, that's very good. So we could, we could mash these together and create sort of the, uh, the, (laughs) the, the eclipse phase fork of these two concepts, (laughs) the unforking of them. We defork them. Yes. We defork them. So, so, uh, Yes, deep space. I love this idea of like there's some there's some big threat that is just we don't we can't send just a group of people into it. Mm-hmm. Um but we do need one seed person to access their multiverse versions. And they're the one who has been kind of prepped and and explained, you know, they they've had everything explained to them. But the thing is, it's not so much you can't you can't choose the perfect person you have to choose the person who has the right multiverse variants. And it's, and it, it's not necessarily going to be a, a, a highly trained tactician or no, an extremely it, talented. It's definitely not going to be a it's, highly trained tactician. Oh, you know why? Because it needs to be someone who has never made big dangerous choices in their life because they are the ones who are going to have the most multiverse uh like they have the most other things flying off of them uh quantum dimensionally speaking because they never take the big risks they never do the unexpected and so they are the perfect seed person to get all of those other versions from yes 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 okay i'm i'm ten thousand percent on board with this in my mind, mm-hmm. I just which is a wonderful. I want to. I want to. I love it there. A wonderful oh. place to be. I love vacationing there. It's beautiful. <laughs> Continue. In my mind, this dangerous space adventure for the many multiversal uh, counterparts of this one person. I feel like it ought to be just again extremely embarrassingly dangerous, so that these multiversal counterparts will get killed. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but every time they get killed, they get replaced yes. by a counterpart from another universe. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my God. Can we just steal the table from uh, friggin' Yachts? We absolutely Thought? can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should explain that for the listeners. Yes, you should. Um, <laughs> So uh, I recently um, had a Fate of Cthulhu adventure published called The Rise of Yogg-Sothoth. And one of the things that Yogg-Sothoth is able to do to our heroes in this um, fate-based game is basically pull doppelgangers from other universes and throw them at our heroes. Uh, And so Lara and I had a wonderful time coming up with this uh, fate dice rolling table. um, And... uh, it's populated with all of these different uh, alternate universe versions um, of things. There's, you know, the, uh, the, the Muppet doppelganger, there's the dinosaur doppelganger, there's et cetera, et cetera. And so on in that fashion. So yes, definitely something, something along those lines, some kind of a, uh, like a randomizer that would give you um, the, the replacement uh, multiverse character who takes the place of whoever's just been killed. Okay, I'm I'm 100 on board with 
all of this. I, I, I honestly, I feel like at this point we basically have our main theme done and dusted. It's pretty solid, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is now the time to think mechanics? Like that sounds good, yeah. Is this a traditional GM'd game where you know the GM creates space problems and three to five players just throw themselves into the thresher? <laughs> wave after wave of Jeffreys into the maw of the thresher beast right. until it is defeated. Yeah, it could it could easily be um, you know, anything from a a um two to however many player game. I could see it having, you know, the GM who is controlling the uh the the harsh realities of outer space um and is throwing all of the uh you know the lethal um problems at the player uh and then you could have one or more players who are um effectively controlling the alternate dimension version of our uh milk toast um uh you know uh regular person in the chair um who is is sort of the the one on headset kind of telling the alternate universe versions where to go and what to do uh and sort of monitoring from the sidelines maybe um, okay. cause they, maybe they have to stay in the chamber, right? They have to stay in like the, the multiverse manifestation chamber. <laughs> oh goodness. Yes. I support this. And then however many other players, you know, however many players you have, that's how many, uh, multidimensional versions can be active at one time. And maybe just to kind of add to the uh, the fun of the the uh, character churn, um, maybe these these multiversal characters come in uh, and they have basically one stunt, and they can they can perform that and and do their one weird special thing really well. But they mm-hmm. have effectively they can take one hit. Um, you know they're very unstable effectively. Um, right. So they they just get kind of. They can they can go in. They can take one one direct hit or uh, uh, you know one one good solid shove, and then they kind of um, dematerialize in a uh, a spectacular way in keeping with whatever their particular shtick was. Beautiful. They get one one heavy breeze knocks them over. So the and... the clown you know the the clown from the uh, gravity defying circus universe can basically run up walls and walk on the ceiling and like, you know, gravity doesn't affect them. So they can do some amazing stunt having to do with that. But then uh, when they get punched, they disappear in a shower of confetti. (laughs) Oh, beautiful thematic, thematic death explosions. A little bit, since this is um there's gonna be a lot of a lot of character turnover if this is gonna be as gonzo as I think it deserves to be. Yeah, it, it feels like we're gonna lean pretty, pretty friggin' gonzo, which I'm I'm pro-gonzo. Yeah. And I vote. Very much so. Alright. I love it. And now so the it's... part of me that is thinking about mechanics is like. Okay, so how, like, is there, what, what is the structure behind, like, your moment-to-moment gameplay? Mm-hmm. Are we, are we chucking dice? Are we, 
I don't know. Are are we just going to hack an existing game? Are we are we is this lasers and feelings? But I mean, it might be kind of fun if if the uh, the dice throwing were really you know the mechanics were more uh, more geared towards figuring out what your new doppelganger is rather than the fight mechanics. Like I'm kind of imagining um, uh, the because you can churn through characters so quickly, you don't necessarily want a lot of combat mechanics or, or move mechanics. Cause mm-hmm. that's just going to, that's just going to slow you down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we need to friggin' ride these characters hard and fast. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then dematerialize them in a, a delightful and very rapid way. Um, I'm sort of imagining, you know, being able to pretty much just kind of the character comes in and uh, the player can uh, collaborate with the GM very quickly on figuring out, okay, so uh, you know, what is, what is this character's sort of superpower and Mm -hmm. how do they immediately use that to try to advance, you know, the good guys in the current situation? Ooh, what if, in addition to being pretty quickly um, dematerializable, there the act of of the going boom has itself a bit of an offensive impact? So even if you know, even if you can't quite come up with, I'm not sure exactly what this particular multiverse version is going to do you can, at the very least, you can run towards one of the bad guys and just slam into them, you know, and just kind of... Okay, what if, just going to throw this out here, uh, when you explode, (laughs) you leave behind (laughs) an area of quantum uncertainty where (gasps) elements of your universe remain. So again, to return to our gravity-defying clown, when it bursts into a confetti ball, uh, like the area where it was remains gravity free for the foreseeable, not forever, but like sure. for a while, there is now just this anti-gravity zone that everyone else can take advantage of. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. These are good mechanics. Yes, this is super great. And if you have some other, like if you come from the universe where everyone is a bug and you explode into bees, I guess, maybe. Right? Within your zone of quantum uncertainty, um, there's a hive mind. So, like, Mm -hmm. everyone who is in there gets to share thoughts. Amazing. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. It's almost like um, it it possibly in, like... Maybe it's not even a, a contained physical location, but it's mm-hmm. almost like the the fate equivalent of adding a um, like a situation aspect that gets maybe one or two free tags kind of thing. Nice. So so once once the once the um, you know the aerialist clown has has uh, turned into a burst of confetti, uh, the other characters can choose to run through the confetti and temporarily be freed from uh from gravity's thrall um for a moment and then that uses up like one of those one of those invokes you know to to kind of borrow that terminology um and so then each of those gets you know maybe two to three uh opportunities because then you won't have to necessarily remember where all of these things are in the room right. 
or in the space. Um, but instead, you just have sort of the list. And then as they get used, you kind of, you know, take them off of the uh, the current um, <laughs> the running the running list of here are all of the effects that we still have available to us. Here are all the corpse particles that you right. are welcome to. You can, you're welcome your to, yes, to uh, to come in contact with and gain the superpowers of. Because um, I see this really having the potential for, um, uh, you know, there's there's like one or two of those that stick around for kind of a long time because no one can really come up with how to use them. And then there's like the grand finale fireworks display where a couple of the characters just like pinball off of multiple of these and well first i'm going to free myself from gravity and then i'm going to tumble through the hive mind and so that all of us are unified and we're doing uh like zero gravity uh synchronized balletics and then we all aim ourselves together and land on the big bad in a big cluster and just you know etc and then we all explode simultaneously. And then everyone explodes simultaneously, and the good guys win. Did we just reverse engineer Ender's game? <laughs> <laughs> I believe what we did was made it better. We added clowns to it, that's for sure. Uh, you know what? Good for us. High fives. Listener, we just high fived digitally. <laughs> It's a digital high five. Digital high five. Listener, I just bumped my glasses against the microphone. <laughs> Non-digitally. <laughs> Non-digitally. Oh, goodness. Okay. No, this is fantastic. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> I think fate aspect is a pretty good way to, like, justify some things since, like, I mean, I don't I, I'm I'm a fate girl. I know fate. I love fate. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, it's my jam. Um, so it is an easy way for me to conceive of how these, uh, inter-universal clones could work. And again, sure. I am just stealing this tech from Ashes Yog sothoth but whatever. <laughs> uh, basically every... use. <laughs> <laughs> basically every clone... It would be the property of Evil Hat, but, um... It's the, pro it's the property of whoever it? is strong enough to take it. <laughs> So every clone comes with an aspect that defines something about the universe it comes with. And only that clone, as it exists, is able to, you know, benefit from the truth of this aspect. Right. Um, if you are unfamiliar with the way fate works, an aspect is a word or a short phrase that defines a narrative truth. For instance, zero gravity clown. <laughs> <laughs> this defines... A universal, a, tr a multi-universal truth. As long as the aspect zero-gravity clown is attached to you, you are a zero-gravity clown, unaffected by gravity and affected by clowning, whatever that means in whatever the universe means. you have created. Um, and so, yeah, you come in, you either roll an aspect off of a big table, and Lord knows we are going to make a big table. A big, or big table. <laughs> you can, you know, make your own aspect or just get one thrown at you by the GM, depending on how you feel, I guess. Um, God, this is going to need a massive table, isn't it? I, needs... I was So I was thinking maybe two and one for things like clown. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's absolutely fantastic. So an adjective table and a noun table. Mm-hmm. 
uh, or to put it like perhaps another way, something that defines the nature of the universe you are from and everyone yeah. in it, and something that is specific to that particular iteration of Gale. Yes. I, I would I would love if it were actually Gale. We are welcome to use that as well. Okay, I'm I'm temporarily putting the title down as Gale Force because that is such a good title. <laughs> uh, what is the way to spell Gale that makes it look the most like a name and the least like a typo? G A Y L E. G A Y L E or G A I L would be my first two thoughts. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Y L E because I think because that still has sort of a it's a nice mediary between the two, right? And if you aren't sure how to pronounce things, it's Gay LaForce, which is which is also amazing. <laughs> I loved her on Star Trek. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, may Gay LaForce be with you. Um. <laughs> Adjective and a noun, the universe and the gale. I think this is very good. Roll roll twice or whatever. Or pick twice or... Oh my goodness. Something. One of the tables mm. is the gale table and one of them is the force table. Yeah, obviously. That's so... <laughs> that's so that stands to reason. <laughs> gale table and force table. Oh boy, you have two stats. <laughs> two Gale stats. And Gale and Force. Oh, Gale. Oh, sweet, sweet baby Gale, we love you. Um, this is very good. This is too good. This is dangerously good because now this is the sort of thing that I want to actually exist yeah. and be good. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes the unplaytested becomes the playtested. And that's just that's just the way of the world sometimes. All right. I can uh I can endure this <laughs> temporarily. Yes. As often <laughs> must be. <laughs> um at this point, we have an idea of what is going on in the game. We are in space, we are the Gale Force. Mm -hmm. Uh Gale Prime is in a uh Yes, I don't know. Of course. Of course that's her title now she's in some sort of quantum absorption chamber which is summoning mm -hmm. her her many quantum clones from across uh the multiverse mm -hmm. uh, into wherever the heck we are in space that's yeah, pretty the, the, the big bad or whatever has been relatively undefined to this point um do you want it more defined than that or leave that sort of up to the gm or that's a that is a pretty good question. Um I mean it's probably for a game like this, for a game that is intended to be heck of gonzo, it's probably sure. advantageous to have at least an idea of what the issue is, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's if, if, fair. Yeah, you know, if someone doesn't want to do that and wants to go on some different Gale Force adventure, they certainly can. They have all of the tools at their disposal. But if they want to just go to the space station Alpha, which is on fire right. or whatever, uh, and endure the 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 bugs, space bugs, space bugs, space that bugs. are there, and that gets built right in. So, eh, built in bad guy or built in adventure. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you have anything more interesting than let's go to space base alpha, but no, I think that sounds real good. And then, you know, uh, yeah, space bugs or yeah, there's some, you know, there's some, uh, threatening force that is, um, you know, uh, doomy and dangerous, but also relatively kind of contained, which I think, you know, something like, uh, you know, a, a quantifiable big bad is a good, a good thing to be throwing a gonzo game like this at, because then you can kind of, uh, it, it would probably be good to have like, you know, there's sort of the, uh, initial, like you have to get through like the on fire, you're going to have to take care of the on fire part. And then there will mm -hmm. be some like minor bad guys, you know, minion type things that you need to get past. And then there would be the central, uh, the central, uh, you know, bad, big, bad actual. And uh, that would then give enough time to build up some of these um, taggable aspects and things and churn through a few doppelgangers and kind of get a sense of like the space and then eventually have the big finale uh, available for doing that, that big final push through. All right. I like this. I support this. We can, we can even do like, we can do some nice kind of pacing elements of these sort of escalating yeah. challenges. We have like, let's get through this fire, then let's explore the station and that's mm -hmm. less in depth. Uh, and then eventually it's discover these minions and now we're in a fight. And then it's, I don't know, something else. Let's explore again. Right, Let's do maybe some uh, yeah, have to get into the stronghold in some way. Get into the stronghold is a good one. One of those things that like might be super trivial if the right gales have been destroyed. Right. <laughs> uh, but also might be its own interesting challenge. And then fighting the queen of the space bugs. Yes, you have to uh, you have to annihilate the uh, yeah whatever has been churning out these minions beautiful yes okay and speaking of churning out minions not really we've been here for a little over half an hour uh i feel like it is about time for us to take a quick commercial break that sounds reasonable and welcome to the commercial break hey <laughs> <Ash>. <laughs> Who are we brought to by this week? Who's our sponsor? Oh goodness! Um, this week uh, we're uh, we're brought to you by the uh, the eminently self serving Ashcan Games <gasps> over at ashcangames.itch.io. You can find all kinds of uh, games. Some as Gonzo as this. Some not quite as much. Some of them will make you cry. Some of them will make you laugh. All of them will make you think. And you know what you're going to think? You're going to think, well, if Ashcan Games, so could I. Because that's right. Ashcan Games, so can you. I like that that one sounded very nice and prepared. Usually, <laughs> usually the people have no idea what to say. Well, I am kind I of guess, a tested champion. Yeah, you've, you've done this before. You're an expert. You know what it's we It's true. And I, you know, not to brag, but I do listen to every single episode of the podcast, so. Oh, God, why? Uh, I just can't get enough of you. Oh, Y'all are just well, fantastic, and I'm happy to be here. Well, now we're going to have to do them good or something. Ugh. You already are, my friend. It was no magic hubcap. <laughs> the magic was in you all along. Oh, 
I'm the Gale I want to see in the world at you last. Know, you are a one woman riot. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> Listener, here's a little secret. We didn't go anywhere. Nope. Nowhere I at all. I didn't even get off of my seat. <laughs> we, uh, here's the thing. Here's a secret. Uh, Ash and I have fun together, so we can't be trusted. It's, it's really true. That is, that is one of the truest things I've heard in a while. <laughs> Uh, but now I'm about to make things not fun because I have oh, to be serious face Absolutely and say, let us actually nail down what mm-hmm. the mechanics of interfacing with the world are. Beautiful. Uh, okay. And also kind of on that note, like what, if anything, goes into character creation? Do mm-hmm. we determine our own gale or is there an ur gale? a prepared gale that we must pull from? Mm. These are good, good questions. I mean, it reminds me of, you know, earlier we were talking about that for a Gonzo game like this, uh, the allure would be to just be able to jump in and kind of really just go go uh, buck wild with it. Um, in which case, probably having gale kind of predefined would mm-hmm. be good. Um, on the other hand, it does feel like part of the fun of this is imagining like how mild mannered is she? And um, those could be some fun kind of like, she is always Gale. She's always mm-hmm. this very mild mannered has never made any like massive, uh, you know, she's ne- she never takes the big risks. She never, you know, um, but then as kind of like a warm up, maybe you go around and everyone kind of like shares one thing about Gale um, that, you know, like, either something she, you know, she uh, does very regularly that, that kind of demonstrates that mild manneredness or, uh, or maybe part of the, the creating the alternate universe version is um, the, the big chance or risk that that, that version did take. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I think, I think you make a very good point that Gonzo wants you to jump in quick. Yeah. What I was thinking while you were talking about like defining some of the milk toast things that Gail has done is like, what if we set that up as something that has a, a do it in play option? Yeah. Like maybe, and maybe this is like per player, everyone gets an opportunity once per game, uh, once per Gale. <laughs> nope, take it back. Once per game. <laughs> To establish a universal truth about Gale. And if they don't want to take yeah. that opportunity, they don't have to. They don't have to. But if they're like, hey, I super need to get through this door. Did you know that when Gale was in college, all versions of Gale across the universe, she learned lockpicking from a series of YouTube videos and she bought a bunch of lockpicks online but she was too scared to ever use them. Yes! Yes! (laughs) This is amazing! And that becomes a stunt that you can use. And that becomes a stunt that anybody can use, because this is now a universal Gale. That's now a universal truth truth about Gale. This is a fun Gale fact. (laughs) 
with with the like the one requirement that it has to be extremely dull, like super yes. boring. Yes, and and it has to be something that uh yeah that she um you know only only in this specific instance would this suddenly become <laughs> the thing that's going to save the day. Yeah. We need to know right now that Gail watched the entire series of Supernatural in one week while she uh, was recovering from the COVID vaccine. And, <laughs> and that fact. Something. Something useful. It's because uh, the brood mother queen's uh, one weakness is queer baiting i guess i don't know man i don't know dog yeah or there's some you know it turns out that the uh the sigils from that show work in the alternate universe that one of these one of these gale clones is from um okay. and can now open a portal to i don't even know i don't know because i'm not that hell. player they're gonna have to figure hell that out hell yeah. i guess <laughs> man gale force got getting intense getting spicy um okay this is very good and 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 again if we want to like treat this as fate style aspects you have now created an aspect it is now true of gale you can probably invoke it immediately i guess do we want to just have fate points and invokes uh paid with by fate points as well that feels feels, yeah right gale points oh oh okay wait thought Mm. You know, what if your fate points are effectively your tie to this universe so that as you run out of fate points, you burst, yes. <laughs> you disappear. Yes, it's not on contact. It's it's when you run out of, uh, of possibility. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you run out of your, um, you, uh, your maybe... Maybe to sort of lighten it again and kind of keep it in the gonzo thing. It's not that they are killed. It's that they mm-hmm. are sucked back to their universe of origin at that point. Right. That they, uh, yeah, that the, the um, once you run out of those points, that was the amount of stabilization that you had here. And now you've, you've been pulled back, but you leave a residue of, of your universe's uh, generalized, of your force. Your force yes. remains. <laughs> The gale is gone, the but, the is gone but the force burns, burns on. The force still burns. Oh. Uh, this is good. This is good. Do we have stats? Do we have, like, stats like beyond, and skills? Beyond the your force and your gale? Yeah, um, I mean, your force and your gale are truths, but, like... Right. Those are kind of your your uh, your aspects, right? Yeah. I guess, yeah, your aspects are your force, your gale, and all of the universal gale truths we have thus far established. Yeah. I think that might, maybe that might be it. Maybe. I mean, that does make it a very nice quick start game. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess what I, what I worry about is Mm. this being a game where, like, you end up doing nothing but churning through gales. Like there is mm. no advantage to trying to hold on to a gale for a little mm. while. And then it might be, I guess my worry is that as a player, you don't feel a tremendous amount of investment because your character is so inessential, right? Mm-hmm. 
Whereas if they have like even some simple, hey, any gale can attempt to do things. Any gale can attempt to throw a punch or eat a shoe mm-hmm. or whatever. Without um, having to spend their points. Right. Yeah, that might be good. That might be good. Especially if, um, yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely see uh, getting, a, you know, rolling up a, a, a gale that for whatever reason you just become real attached to. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want it. And the nice thing is once they're there, their uh you know, their force enters the the scene at that point. Mm-hmm. So there wouldn't necessarily be as much of a reason to churn through them as quickly if you didn't want to. But if you rolled right. up one that you were like, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spend all of these points real fast and just boom, 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 and then keep the force but roll up a new character, you can also do that. Okay. So maybe you have some some simple stats that you can also like roll real quick, like three d six down the line. No, that's sure, too much right? work. One d six down the line. Yeah, like a one d six kind of thing, which sounds like a good. And then yeah, like uh, you know, you want to have just cover some of the like the uh, usual RPG action basics. Like you've got, uh, you know, roll for. Uh, an an attack move, roll for making a complicated, you know, like a acrobatics kind of thing. I don't know what what how uh how detailed or generalized would you want those to be? I mean, I feel like I want them to be pretty pretty broad. Like I, mm-hmm. I would say three or four different yeah, that sounds, stats. That good, yeah. Like maybe what it is is it's roll four d six and assign them each to these different stats and then you get your your gale and your force and now you have a character. Nice. And the hard part of making a character, which is coming up with a name, that's handled for you. Sorry, her name is Gale. Gale. Her name is Gale. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, no. Can we? Can we? God, can we come up with five stats that are G, A, Y, L, and E? <gasps> I bet we can. Starting mine in the chat here. Let's see. Okay, so. I mean, E could be education. <laughs> y could be yeeting. <laughs> yeeting? <laughs> How good is she at throwing things? Uh, Grit. For your, your general toughness. Uh-huh. Agility. Agility. Yeah, I was thinking acrobatics, but agility is even broader. That's great. Great agility. Hold on to yeeting for a moment. <laughs> it's um it's definitely on the chopping block. <laughs> um so we have toughness, the dexterity effectively, mm-hmm. your intelligence just fixed uh, something that is charm oriented. Uh, love. Laissez faire. <laughs> Laissez faire. Her, um, hmm, um, her extroversion. Extroversion. Kind of like charisma or charm. I'm going to type up charisma synonym into yeah. my old browser window. Yeah. Uh, well, animal magnetism, <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Charm, presence, aura. Mm-hmm. I don't hate aura, but I don't want to lose agility. Yeah. Hmm. 
loveliness, no likability. <laughs> likability sold. <laughs> Takes care of that pesky L. So grit, agility, yeeting, likability, and education. Let's find something better for the Y, because uh, <laughs> let's see. What is with Y? It's a it's a bad letter. We'd be better off without it. We really would. God, do we need to go G-A-I-L? We may have to go G-A-I-L. That's grit, agility, intelligence, luck, and that works really easy. Oh, it's so good. Ooh. You know, I was on board with the G-A-Y-L-E, but grit, agility, intelligence, and luck. Yeah, it's a nice okay. set of stats. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> Beans. I will I will keep idly looking for Y words as we continue to brainstorm. Okay. But that that really does that does simplify things. Mm-hmm. Also, if we get rid of likability, we can accept that no Gale is likable. <laughs> Which I mean, there are certain universal Gale truths. And that is the truest of them. <laughs> Some Gales are gritty, but no Gale is likable. Um, okay, so we roll 1d6, we assign them as we see fit, we get our two narrative truths added to whatever universal Gale facts we already know, and I feel mm-hmm. like, like, our actual mechanic, it really is just going to be like, roll 1d6, add your stat, and try and beat whatever the GM tells you to beat, which is probably a 7. Right. Um, and if you want to invoke an aspect then that gives you an extra die you know let's make invoking an aspect really powerful so that you want to churn through your gale points instead of fate points because this is not fate no and i don't know if it's an extra die and add them together or an extra die and just use the best one probably an extra die and just use the best one i don't know who cares that sounds like a future lara problem (laughs) no not future lara (laughs) She is my second greatest enemy, second only to past Lara, whose many failures have have led me to be where I am. (laughs) Past Lara issues me these challenges, and I pay it forward to future Lara. It's really true. (laughs) Take that. Um, Cool. And, I don't know, start with ten gale points. That's probably too many. Start with five gale points. Get a gale point whenever the GM wants you to get one. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's that's sufficiently gonzo. Uh, lose a gale point whenever you get hit. And when you run out of gale points, you uh, are pulled back into your universe in a puff of quantum confetti that leaves some of your force behind. Yep, in a in a, a thematically relevant explosion. thematically relevant yet incredibly destructive explosion and then your force is left behind it's got a couple free invokes that anybody can just tag it and then that becomes a temporary truth for themselves yeah Yeah. and maybe maybe the gm gets to give the player an option of okay so as your gale uh dematerializes does it a uh burst open that bulkhead or B, knock back all of the bug minions and uh, and Ooh. incapacitates one of them or something. Um, so there's a little bit of GM control over over what happens, but there's also 
player agency in getting to choose which of the which of the effects. And then maybe they get to add some, you know, the player gets to add some flavor text. Like also the confetti uh, makes everything really multicolored and exciting in here. Kind of like a, a zero gravity birthday party. And my confetti is made of glass as I return to the glass dimension. <laughs> Careful out there, Gales. Got one just terrifyingly fragile glass gale out there. Yeah, so one of the forces is clearly glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, is the last part of this episode just us naming all of the forces we can think of? Glass. Uh, zero G. Uh, underwater. Underwater. Uh, oh, my goodness. Fire breathing. Puppet. Mm-hmm. Ghost. <laughs> yes, yes, ghost. Ghost Gale, I love you. Podcaster. <laughs> well, now we're just naming things that we can see. A uh, lamp, phone, uh, <laughs> pen, uh, ash. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, these are some quality gales. Those are some really good forces to get it started. And then uh, some some gales that we've already talked about are um, Clown. Um, I guess Puppet and Podcaster are both forms of maybe gale. Those, maybe they? those are more forms of gales, yeah. Uh, one gale is a chef. Oh, yes, absolutely. And... Um, Oh, let's throw CEO in there just for funsies. Oh, I hate I hate CEO Gale. Already. She is awful. Um, wrestler? Wrestler. I'm gonna spell that wrestler. Oh good, good. Princess. Oh, absolutely. Cat. Mm-hmm. And Gale's just a cat. Just a cat. Just and a, that's enough to your, get us started. Just your average fire-breathing cat, Gale. Fire-breathing cat from the universe where everything breathes fire. Or is fire. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We gather our gales. We randomize them. We go on adventures. Our GM sort of runs us through this, this challenging corridor. Right. On the, uh, on the space station. Like, we're probably not able to lose. Because we can just send... Wave after wave of gales, but maybe mm-hmm. is there like a way to score ourselves? You know, the fewer the fewest gales you can take, the better you have done. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I, hmm. I don't know. Do we want to have? Yeah, yeah. There could be a. Well, I don't think we want there to be a consequence for using more gales, but I do like the idea of there being a bonus for using fewer. Right, it kind of kind of shows that you were more uh uh you you exhibited some self-control in the application of your gale force it was hopefully a little less stressful on gale prime which is probably good but also it's gonna be like you you can go through 10 gales per player and you've still done okay yeah does the gm play as gale prime Maybe. That makes sense. That could be fun. She's kind of the uh, 
she's sort of the counterbalance to all the gonzo, just the the, the real like mild mannered, quiet one who's watching all of this and just going, oh geez, oh oh gosh, oh oh, oh. oh god, beans, oh no, oh, oh no, oh. oh can't me, no, oh who's this now? <laughs> Um, oh, what is it? What is something we can say instead of Gale Prime that starts with an M? Gale Master, Gale Majoris, Gale. Gale Words that start Gale. with M. Gale Molecular. I do kind of like like Master because that's sort of like she's the master copy. She's the master Gale. Okay, I'll take that. Gale she's master. the master Gale. <laughs> The GM. Or GM, yes. Because <laughs> um, the Gale Force is European, so obviously it's Gale Mestre. Um, oh, we... yes, she's the Gale, Gale Metra de Force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, here's the question that I usually ask as we are a little over hour in. Uh, have we made a game? Ash, do you think we've made a game? Oh, I think we've definitely made a game. Yes. Okay. We have a title. We have a setup. We have a mechanic. Um, I think maybe, like, you know, we, we end with a celebration that is a celebratory scene narrated by our Gale Master based mm-hmm. on how many Gales imploded. Sort of a maybe like a, um, you know, in memoriam kind of thing. Ooh. Like a little, a little, uh, take a moment to, to thank the, the, uh, the other Gales. All of the surviving Gales get a gold medal, except for Wookiee Gale. (laughs) Please put Wookiee on the list. And then put Rookie on the other list. (laughs) Rookie Wookiee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That, that will take, that will take some understanding by the players and some useful dice rolls, but we will have a rookie wookie at some point. I can promise you probably. <laughs> hey everyone out there. This has been unplaytested. Did you know you can find us at unplaytested.com where you can submit ludicrous ideas for the big list or follow us on Twitter at, at unplaytested. If you want to see the games that they've made here played, they should go up on twitch.tv slash unplaytested. And uh, Laura and Alex try to get gameplay to go up the week after the episode drops, but check the schedule there. Or get the games yourself at unplaytested.itch.io. And if you actually play one of these things, especially this one, we would love to hear about it. We need to know all of the gales and how they explode. Did you know? Unplaytested is made possible by the support of our patrons. Join the Unplaytreon at patreon.com slash unplaytested. Unplaytrons make the magic happen. And I should also mention that, hey, we're a part of the Orange Groves network now, so let me thank them as well for their support. Heck yeah, thanks, Orange Grove. Thanks also to Abducted by Sharks for our music, Bring Forth My Armor. I'm Ash Cheshire. And I'm Laura. And remember... Time is an illusion, and so is death! Especially if you're just going to get sucked back into your own dimension. (laughs) Banana just...
Let's find something better for the Y, because, uh, <laughs> let's see. Words that start with Y. <laughs> All right, Google, what's the best word that starts with Y? Yearning. Oh, okay. Right? Mm, yogurt. Youthful? Youth? Uh. Uh. Hmm. Yar. <laughs> it's her. It's 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 how much uh, pirateness is in this particular clone. Oh. Uh, yuckiness. Mmm. Yardsticks. <laughs> Yodeling. You know, it, it is appealing. <laughs> What about yammering? It's like how well she can talk her way out of things. Interesting. <laughs> okay. We'll find it. The right one is just gonna, it's just gonna spark like wildfire. We'll know it. We'll know it immediately. Great agility, yammering, likability, and education. I don't I don't know if these are a hundred percent right. Yeah, but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting somewhere. Yamakas. Yahtzee. <laughs> Yahtzee. <sighs> Yule. It's how festive she is. <laughs> yes, queen. Yum. <laughs> yup. Yachtsmanship. <laughs> it's, the, it's her ability to drive a yacht. Yep. <sighs> oh, yield. It's her ability oh. to uh, use caution. Okay. Uh, and it could also be sort of used for like, uh, yeah, for um, evading and, and uh, let's see. Why are there so few? What is with why? It's a, it's a bad letter. We'd be better off without it. We really would. 